Yeah, that's a great question. Well, we, of course, look at our analytics of our customer base, and we have something called a sweet score. And you've heard it, you heard it here first. I don't think I've ever told anybody outside of NetSuite that this thing exists. And it is, you know, it, 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 it's something that just looks at, and we don't look at your data, like your actual data, but we can tell what modules you've turned on, what things you're, um, you're using. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast was recorded at the Oracle NetSuite Sweet World Conference in September of 2022. To learn more about NetSuite and the Sweet World Conference, visit netsuitesweetworld.com. All right, we are live at Sweet World in Las Vegas. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. And this is the Cloud Accounting Podcast. And it's our first interview at NetSuite's Sweet World Conference 2022 is the year. That's right. right. It's great to be back. We are here with Evan Goldberg, founder, CEO of NetSuite. So great to see you. Well, I'm proud to be your first interviewee. Oh, say, you know, the first, normally it's the best is last, save the <laughs> best for last, but we're doing the, the nice first rec- Nice recovery. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know that we are, I think, the last thing between you and happy hour <laughs> for, for all of us. So... Uh, well, let's get right to it, shall we? Absolutely. So I have a question, David. Do you mind if I go first? Go here? first. Okay. Well, I, you know, Evan, it's, it's been a long day. You've had a lot going on. So let's talk about what gets you excited. What gets you up in the morning? What are you excited about at NetSuite right now? Well, this morning I was excited about the prospect of not plunging off the stage when I rode a bike onto the stage. So that was exciting this morning. On a day-to-day basis, what gets me excited is just continuing to address our customers' needs, because they're such awesome companies. I mean, I hope you've gotten a chance to meet some of them um, since you've been here. You know, just amazing companies doing amazing stuff and, you know, for-profit companies, not-for-profit companies. And that's what inspires me. And I know I can help them or we can help them, you know, accomplish their goals quicker and, you know, more effectively. So we'll get into all the new features that you announced this morning. But one thing I loved about when you're going through the features is how you tie them. Every single feature you release, you show it's tied back to the financials. And us being accounting people and accounting nerds, like it's exciting. But how do you get your team to focus like that and deliver it to the end? Because it's easy just to shove a feature in and then it never, not saying I know any accounting packages that might do this, but our listeners definitely know these accounting packages. They'll add features and you're like, it doesn't really integrate with anything. How do you keep your team focused before you release something? Right. Well, we have a term for it. It's called sweetness. And, you know, it helps that the company name is NetSuite, so it's kind of hard for them to forget, but we still have to keep uh, driving it home because, yeah, it's easy. Just like in companies, it's easy to operate in silos. It's easy for product designers to operate in a silo, but we've certainly built a culture at NetSuite that that's job number one for everything to work seamlessly together because we see that as really our um, differentiator against uh, other solutions that say, okay, we'll integrate with product A for this and product B for that. And one of the reasons we love speaking with you, Evan, is because you are an engineer at heart. That's your origin story, right? You coded the original NetSuite, which is unusual for an executive running uh, one of these types of companies. And so we love to talk to you about the actual features because you know, you know them very well. Right. Uh, so there were quite a few that were announced today. Do you have a favorite? Um, well, this probably won't be the engineer in me. This may be more the other side of the house. AP automation is the thing that's going to have the biggest impact over the widest array of companies. Uh, you know, the other two of them were sort of more aimed at product companies. And as I said, the world is a hybrid world where they're, you know, businesses. But still, you know, I think 
they were all a bit narrower in terms of who they're going to help. Um, the shift scheduling, scheduling time and attendance stuff is for companies that have hourly employees. But as I said in the keynote, everybody has to deal with AP. So I guess that's probably the one. And again, not from an engineering perspective necessarily. Though there was plenty of interesting engineering in doing the OCR and the matching. I think that's the one that gets me most excited. Because it has the broadest uh, applicability, exactly. broadest base. Right. Gotcha. So uh, this builds on top of sweet banking, right. which was announced last year. Tell us more about the AP automation. What what will it help me do as a controller on NetSuite? Yeah, well, you know, as a con- you know, depending on the size of your company, it'll either make things easier for you or it'll make things easier for people that work for you, which is a good thing in either, in either case. Uh, you know, I think the quote today... Uh, from one of the design partners uh, that we had a customer that we worked with um, in designing AP automation, um, that he was confident and he put real numbers to it that it was going to be forty five percent automated going to ninety five going to ninety five percent automated suggests that he planned to take advantage of that by having his people um, work on more you know value add, whether it be more st- strategic things or various things in finance that have, you know, important but not urgent things that they've not been able to focus on because of just the manual drudgery of dealing dealing with AP. And when you say manual drudgery, we're talking about taking that bill and manually entering it into the system. AP automation now, based on what I saw, will... Well, I just drag and drop the, the bill. Or you can have it sent in to an email. Okay. Have the, tell, tell your vendor send it to this email address from now on and it will be automatically scanned and entered into the system. So you scan it, you OCR it, you pull in all the key data yeah. and then I can process it. Yeah, there. there's a review step. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're going to keep working on the AI behind, you know, the, o- the, the OCR so that um, that review step becomes, you know, more and more minor. And, and in certain cases, you'll be able, be able to skip it. But, you know, we're obviously... You want to get it right. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be paying the wrong amount to your vendors. Not a good way to run a business. So we're just making sure that we have the checks and balances and the approvals to, th- that we do the right thing. But still, so still eliminating a bunch of work. Well, that's that's good that you have those controls in place. Because and eliminating apps. Eliminating apps. But because I mean, if you think about like how, you know, really you know, the build your own ERP, like stacking apps, the app stack, the tech stack. You're you're getting that's three or four apps. Yeah. And and yeah. and ultimately, and I still think like accounts payable, bill pay. Like the natural home for that is in the accounting system, and now it is. You don't well, have to leave NetSuite to do any of it. It's easier to build bill pay into the accounting system than bill accounting into the bill pay system. <laughs> I mean, that's at least my observation. Well, we've seen banks try to build accounting into <laughs> yeah. their into you know, and we and we saw how that worked. So. <laughs> yeah, we're in that situation right now with uh, you know our business. Right, uh, we have a separate bill document processing app, and I have to remember to go in there before I reconcile, and it's kind of a pain. Just going back to the suite, maybe we can talk about that for a second. Last year, obviously, uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, on, I don't know if we can say it, you know, on Shark Tank, right? He, hey, he, was, he was a keynote speaker. It's your problem. And he said everything. They come after you. He it's said our- <laughs> everything is an everything business, right? And I think some of the customers you had today and really every single customer you, you uh, showcase here is an everything business. They have services and they're e-commerce. And even I look at Blake and our business and I'm like, wow, we offer like five or six different things now. We're in everything business. And but that's been your march since day one. Do you kind of feel like a genius now that like the rest of the business world's caught up to your vision of the way accounting should be done? Uh, well I would say, you know, initially, you know, what we seemed like a genius about was the cloud because no one else had done it yet. And uh it and and, and there was a lot of skepticism. Um and then people sort of 
caught up there and, and that was not a, as much of a differentiator for us. That's when we started thinking about, and, and we had already, because one of the reasons I think is because we were early to the cloud and basically we attracted so many different types of businesses because they were just the kind of forward-looking businesses, whatever they did, we ended up serving so many different types. And then, so we, when we looked and we said, okay, what's, what's our differentiator now? I mean, obviously the suite was our, our always big, but really we looked at our customer base and we saw, wow, you know, we have a lot of product companies and we've done a lot for them. We have a lot of service companies and we've done a lot for them. And now we're just starting to see inklings of companies that are trying to do both. But it was probably 10 years ago that the CEO of NetSuite, Zach Nelson, said product companies are becoming service companies and service companies are becoming product companies. And so that, you know, for almost half of the history of the company, that's been kind of a mantra. And now it's you know, sort of obvious. I mean, you, know, you look at practically every company you can think of, they're doing everything. Like sort of and e-commerce. And, yeah. Yeah, they're doing e-commerce. I mean, and they, they're if they if they have a product, they're like, but we have an ad, a value-added service that we sell as a subscription on top of this. And and if they have a service, they they're like, well, you know, you can use our service better if you buy this, you know, piece of hardware, or, you know, whatever it is. So. And we saw some of those new features today. CPQ is one that really a lot of times when we talk about accounting features, it's kind of hard to visualize, right? It's, it's, it's hard to have a visual to go with it. But you had a great one where it's somebody creating a quote for a customer and building a desk and putting together all the different pieces to get that quote. And as I understand it with the new CPQ feature, which uh, it's quote, configure, and price, that's what those initials are for, I could connect that to my e-commerce site where I, I can actually have my e-commerce site built on NetSuite. And a customer could go in and configure what they want, get the price, and buy it, and then it goes out to my yeah. manufacturing assembly right. plant. I mean, the first thing we're releasing is is for sales reps, um, but Verenia had an uh, e-commerce solution, and um, we're just you know deliberately releasing these as NetSuite products. But it's a good point that when I try to explain CPQ, the simplest way to do it is say, you know how when you want to buy a car, and you go in it, and it says, build your X? Well, that's configure price and quote right there. Okay, so right now it's for sales reps to use it, but you're planning to automate. You're planning to make it self-service too. I mean, I that's that'd be a better question. I don't know the exact time frame of when we're doing that, but uh, it's absolutely our intention. Yes. Okay, yeah. And, and then you also had Ship Central, which was announced. So hey, tell me about what what that does. Yeah. Well. I mean, we've spent a lot of time on WMS warehouse management, um, which, you know, initially the first thing you do is just picking and have the optimal route to find, your, you know, your items, make sure that your items are uh, optimally put into bins so that it's easy, that sort of stuff, and picking in waves. So, that you know, that process, we'd really spent a lot of time optimizing. What happens after that? was sort of the next thing that our customers are saying, okay, great, it's now a lot easier for us to pick items in the warehouse. Now can you make it easier for, easier for us to pack and ship them? And they really wanted sort of a one place, you know, on the tablet or on a kiosk that the, the people in the shipping part of their warehouse could just go to and see, what do I have to do? And, and optimize it so there's mm -hmm. fewer steps uh, for them to, to complete. And one of the things that I thought, you know, was really most interesting was just, you know, a lot of companies you know, margins are, are getting tough. I mean, you, you have higher costs and you're trying not to pass them on to your customers. And one of the ways to do that is to just, you know, do, just do things more efficiently. So you don't necessarily have to do that. And this idea that you could save money 
by optimizing how you pack things and putting them in one box instead of having to put shipping labels on two boxes and all those things. They, you know, like my wife likes to say about the credit card statement where I'm like, how could it add up to that? That's impossible. And she's like, you know, it all adds up. All those little things add up. And so that's, you know, we're at a point now where we're trying to look at some of those things that maybe, you know, you look at one individual interaction and it might not save you that much. But when you look at the quantity of times you're doing it um, as your business scales, I mean, that's a typical thing that happens with businesses. They scale, they're like those things that they didn't worry about before you, after you actually look at it, you're like, wow, it really does add up to a big amount of hours. Well, and that's really important for the customers you're serving because they're up against behemoths like Amazon, which do have that Mm -hmm. incredible efficiency built in already. And you're giving them you know, a fighting chance. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have advantages obviously over Amazon, you know, being able to, you know, be a more sort of bespoke, have a more bespoke relationship with their customers, but you're exactly right that they at least want to minimize, uh, you know, some, some of the costs that, that they have that, that, that a bigger competitor might not have. So one thing you guys now say you have an, it's not really an incubator, but kind of as an incubator. It's an accelerator yeah. for new startups. So you're, you're getting them pre-VC funding now. You're starting to have relationships. Well, we, we're mostly focused on getting them NetSuite. Um, we're you know, helping um, them with uh, also with sort of pro bono. Um, we call it pro bono beyond. So not only are we giving uh, some of these uh, minority-owned businesses, business from underrepresented communities, giving them an earl- a version of NetSuite as they get started, we have employees that can help them implement it on a pro bono basis, and we have help that uh, some of our, you know, other talented people at NetSuite can give them on a, on a sort of volunteer basis. So, this is really just an extension of our social impact program that we've done, and it's just to try to uh, that we've done for non for profits for years. This is really about these are for profit businesses, and they have big plans, and we expect them to be great customers of NetSuite in the future. It's really just getting them. Um, early access to stuff that they normally might have to be a little bit bigger before they'd be able to take advantage of. So it's like coaching, mentoring, training, that type of stuff. And, and NetSuite itself. And is there a, a cash as well? Is that part that wasn't clear? Well, on? that was it for today for the pitch competition. That was something that was donated by um, by Silicon Hills, okay. uh, and, and that wasn't something that that we provided. I think I don't remember exactly the prizes we gave we gave, but there was definitely you know that was that was prizes for today's for pitch the contest, competition. The pitch competition. But for the accelerator itself, that certainly will be a component of it. I mean, I think we have in our employee base, they are really eager um, to see uh, diversity in our customers and see uh, businesses uh, from underrepresented groups succeed and, and, and they're motivated to help. You have two slides today that went back to back. You have this one slide that was this, you call it the bird's nest. And it's just like- I think I call it the uh, the hairball. The hairball. I call it the bird's nest. That's yeah. A, a, Misquoted you. Well, we might Don't sue me. It. Or I mean, <laughs> like, we have used hairball for years. People know what a hairball is. Right? It it's a hairball, and that's your current <laughs> systems and processes. And the next slide you bring up is like this perfectly organized NetSuite of all 20 of the. It's called of the marketing. Suite, right? And it's beautiful. <laughs> but to, to do that, it's not as easy as just switching a slide. So, like, and we, we understand it's work, but what is NetSuite doing to help people make that transition? Like, yeah, that's, what, great. What do you offer? that's a great question. And one of the biggest things we've done is changed how NetSuite is packaged. Um, and this is something we've learned over many years. You know, what we used to do with customers is we'd kind of build this uh, facade in a demo that we'd show them in the sales cycle. And it would look really shiny and it would look great, but there was really sort of nothing behind it. And then once they bought, and, and this is very, very typical for software implementations and software sales and implementations. Then once they bought, that's all gone. You have a blank sheet of paper. What do you want us to do? 
you know, what do, we, what do we need to automate for you? And then we end up to some degree trying to automate the hairball, but that's not what you want to do. Um, it's really an opportunity because you really do want it to be the last ERP upgrade you ever do. It really is an opportunity to take a look at your processes and see how they can be better. And yes, there are things that are unique to your business and absolutely we need to automate those things. But there's a ton of more stuff that is very much like what other businesses in your same industry are doing. And so what we've done with Sweet Success is packaged those sort of best practices together. First of all, that's what we show you in the sales cycle. And that's what we start with um, when we do your implementation. And so you don't get the surprise. First of all, you know, that's where cost overruns on software implementation start is when you just try to, you know, you'd say boil the ocean. Instead, we say, okay, we know that these things have worked for other companies like you. Let's take a look at them and see if they'll work for you. And usually the answer is eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 will. And then this is one, no, we do this uniquely. Okay, let's focus our effort and energy on that one and make sure it's targeted uh, to you. So that's one of the ways I think that we've been able to make it look like a lot prettier picture than it would otherwise if we just said, hey, how did you do it before? We'll just kind of make it work the same way again, but now on NetSuite. I think I'll let Blake take this last question because he's been asking this to me. He wonders, and I'll let you go with Well, I don't know what, your, what question are you? The one about the, um, how, uh, who, how much of the suite is somebody using? Uh, yes. Well, actually, I'm going to rephrase it. Yeah. So, it's your uh, question. Evan, let's imagine that the suite is a progress bar. And your vision is, as I understand it, is, is one app to run your whole business. How far has that progress bar gone? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, we, of course, look at our analytics of our customer base, and we have something called a sweet score. And you've heard it, you heard it here first. I don't think I've ever told anybody outside of NetSuite that this thing exists. And it is, you know, it, 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 it's something that just looks at, and we don't look at your data, like your actual data, but we can tell what modules you've turned on, what things you're, um, you're using. And, and, and again, we do this on a, on a, not on a, really on a customer by customer base, but we look at it more in aggregate to see what the trends are and what uh, different industries, for example, how much is of the suite is used by this industry versus another industry. So we actually have really good visibility. I mean, I could give you a great example, and this will be not a shocker to you guys. In software, typically our customers don't use SFA from NetSuite. They typically use salesforce.com. In pro product companies, on the other hand, love our SFA because it's very, very tightly tied sort of to the order management cycle and inventory and things like that. And that's the type of stuff we see. So different industries use the suite differently. And, uh, you know, we're just constantly trying to query that and see what can we do better in this industry? How can we have them use more of it? Because we truly do believe um, that you get exponential value. You know, the, the hairball gets untangled the more you use of it, of NetSuite. Well, Evan, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Any final questions, David, before we go? Any more. Uh, if, if people want to follow what you're up to online, do you do social media? Do you? I believe we do social media. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're that advanced. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, you know, we have uh, you can do LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you want to go. And of course, NetSuite.com. Okay. At NetSuite. Thank you so much. Have Thank a great you. rest of your conference. Thanks so much. Thanks for being here. And thanks for having me. Thanks, Evan.